Section number 26 of U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency, Audric Plan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency, Audric Plan by Alfred Owen Crozier. Appendix, Correspondence, Part 1. Appendix A Central Bank Trust President of the United States gets analysis of the Aldrich Plan made by author, position of President Taft, letters and inside facts made public. On November 16, 1911, the author of this volume met President William H. Taft in the White House at Washington to discuss certain proposed changes in the monetary and banking laws, and particularly the so-called Aldrich Plan for a private central bank urged by the National Monetary Commission. A written statement or analysis of that plan then was given to the President, its receipt being formally acknowledged by his secretary in the following letter. The White House, Washington, November 17, 1911. My dear sir, I have brought to the President's attention your letter of the 10th instant which you left with me yesterday. Sincerely yours, Secretary to the President. Mr. Alfred O. Crozier, Grand Rapids, Michigan. In the interest of a more general understanding among the people of the important questions involved in the suggested revolutionary changes in our currency and banking systems, and in view of recent events, it seems advisable and proper here to make such statement public. It is as follows. Grand Rapids, Michigan, November 10, 1911. Honorable William H. Taft, President of the United States, Washington, D.C. Dear Sir, your secretary, Mr. Hiles, at Milwaukee, suggested that I see you in Washington to personally discuss with you the proposed changes in the monetary and banking systems, and that I write out and send to you my views on the subject. Therefore, without assuming any want of knowledge about these matters on your part, as a citizen and Republican, I respectfully venture these few observations. You, of course, know that the gold standard is firmly and permanently established and is not an issue in the present monetary campaign. This simplifies the situation. Shall control of the public currency be public or private? That is the real question, and about the only one in serious dispute. On this vital issue and the immediate future, the greatest monetary struggle in the nation's history is likely to take place. It may largely overshadow all other political problems, and the successful party of the future, I believe, will be the one that takes the people's side in this contest. Former Correspondence You may recall my letter of August twentieth, 1909, to you at Beverly, just before former Senator Aldrich called upon you there. I then told you that I had information that the National Monetary Commission would report in favor of a central bank to issue, inflate, and contract the public currency, the institution to be a private corporation owned by the banks, which meant ultimate control by Wall Street. About ten days later, in a public address at Boston, a few days after your conference with President Aldrich of the Commission, you said that the trend of the minds of a majority of the Monetary Commission was in favor of a central bank of issue, but that if such institution is created, it must not be controlled by Wall Street or by politics. This public warning was timely, to the point, and named the greatest dangers to be avoided. 
it is my view that any private corporation controlling the currency supply of the entire country inevitably would in time be controlled by wall street and that it will use the imperial powers of the institution over all banks and through the banks over the business of every man and corporation to dominate in its own interest the politics of the states and nation that if such an institution be needed and is created it should be a public institution under absolute public control instead of a private corporation i am opposed to congress taking from the government a billion dollars of public currency used by the people as their chief money supply and handing it over as a free gift into an irresponsible private syndicate to be forever retained and loaned out for the exclusive profit of such syndicate the aldrich plan the revised Aldrich plan put forward by the National Monetary Commission asks Congress to create a great central bank to be named National Reserve Association. It is to be a private corporation. The $300 million stock is all to be owned by the banks in proportion to the size of their capital stock. For example, the National City Bank of New York, having $25 million of capital, will own a thousand times as much National Reserve Association stock as a country bank with $25,000 of capital. Three large Wall Street banks together will own nearly as much central bank stock as half of all the national banks of the United States, taking the smaller banks. If all the stock is subscribed and only half payment is required, the 4% stock will net the banks 8%. The big banks, of course, will own the central bank, and Wall Street will control the big banks. Already the larger banks are organizing side partner security companies, a sort of financial Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, to acquire banks throughout the country to control the central bank. The National City Company is the Siamese twin of the largest Wall Street bank. It is reported to have already acquired more than a hundred large banks in Washington, Chicago, and elsewhere. But it was too hasty or too public about it. Publicity of this illegal scheme endangers the Aldrich plan in Congress. So we are told that at least for a time the National City Company is to put all these bank stocks out of its hands. Presumably the certificates will go into friendly hands or remain under its control. Then, ostrich-like, it will be completely hidden from the people because its head is buried in the sand. The elaborate and complicated system of branch boards and local associations does not fully disguise or change the potent fact that the National Reserve Association will be a private corporation owned and absolutely controlled by the special interests. The banking fraternity is to select 42 of the 46 directors of the National Reserve Association. The other four are public officials representing the interests of 90 million people whose entire public currency supply is to be handed over by Congress to be forever kept and manipulated by this private corporation. As four is not a majority of 46, this share of control allotted to the public would be a huge joke, if not so dangerous. The ratio of 42 to 4 in favor of the banks doubtless correctly represents the division of benefits between the special interests and the people. The general plan, in most features, is all right, but the scheme of private instead of public control reveals the climax of the greed and audacity of high finance. It is conceded that the scheme originated in Wall Street, and I think you will take judicial notice that high finance never supports a financial measure unless its interests and power will be advanced by its adoption. Private Monopoly of the Public Currency the chief aim of the interests 
is to obtain through a corporation owned by them a private monopoly of the public currency in my letter of august twentieth nineteen o nine i fully explained how at the new york meeting of the national civic federation december seventeenth nineteen o seven the distinguished wall street bankers present publicly refused to accept my amendment to their currency reform resolution viz provided that control of the volume of the public currency shall not be taken away from the federal government and put into private hands in that letter also i recalled the fact that in his emergency currency bill senator aldrich attempted to eliminate from the present law the prohibition against contracting the national bank currency more than nine million dollars per month and that he consented to strike out of his bill this dangerous provision allowing unlimited and sudden contraction of the entire public currency only when attention was called to the matter by the public reading of my petition in the senate the next day after his speech for his bill thus every currency move emanating from wall street seems to be an effort to induce congress to give private interests unlimited power suddenly to contract the currency supply to make money scarce without warning the private syndicate under the aldrich plan without any substantial consideration to the government is to get nearly a billion dollars of currency used as money for about the cost of printing this money never will be returned to the government millions will be destroyed or burned by accident the benefit goes to the syndicate not as now to the people this syndicate of bankers for its own profits is to loan this vast public currency to their own banks if the banks are to use it as a reserve basis it will enable them to loan to the people for interest profits more than ten billion dollars of bank credit in the shape of ordinary bank loans for thus empowering the syndicate and its banks with relatively little extra investment to collect from the people continuously interest on about ten billion dollars of extra loans the aldrich plan demands that the syndicate pay the government one and a half percent per annum on all currency issued in excess of nine hundred million dollars and five percent on all excess of one billion two hundred million dollars but nothing on the first nine hundred million dollars even this apparent generosity vanishes in the light of the fact that it is not expected this currency ever will exceed nine hundred million dollars many believe that this currency will not pass at par unless backed by the faith and credit of the government and that this should be pledged if the government is to be responsible for the currency and a private syndicate is to issue and own it and get the profits from its use would not the government in effect be in a position similar to a man loaning his permissionary note for a billion dollars to another party who gets the note cashed and forever keeps and uses the entire proceeds dangerous currency contraction banks as you know loan credit not money this is the right to draw checks to the total of the note discounted borrower gets a bank book showing his credit this makes him a depositor although he has put in no actual money by thus increasing its loans of credit a bank correspondingly can increase its deposits without getting an extra dollar almost indefinitely about the only legal limitation is that it must have in cash in its vault an amount equal to a certain percent of its deposit liabilities varying from twenty five per cent down to seven and a half per cent according to the location of the bank the official reports show that the banks as a whole loan eight to twelve times as much credit as they have in cash 
i have not at hand more recent reports but the report of the u s comptroller of the currency for nineteen o seven shows that the collective individual deposits not including deposits by banks of all the nineteen thousand seven hundred and forty six reporting national and state banks and trust companies amounted to thirteen billion ninety nine million six hundred thousand dollars while their aggregate cash reserves amounted to one billion one hundred and thirteen million seven hundred and forty two thousand three hundred and sixteen dollars or eight and a half percent of their aggregate deposit liabilities due to individuals when the banks are fully loaned up if by withdrawals or otherwise their cash reserves are decreased half under the law they must decrease their total loans one half they must force their customers suddenly to pay up loans aggregating eight to twelve times the shrinkage of cash reserves if a half a billion thus is withdrawn from bank reserves business borrowers must pay up at once over five billion dollars of loans due to the banks an amount more than twice the total of all the money in circulation in the united states no matter what sacrifices of securities properties and commodities and entails the banks cannot do other than force such payments even if it closes industries plunges labor into idleness causes general distress panic and financial ruin a private corporation with power suddenly to contract the outstanding public currency without limit of course thereby could almost to any extent deplete the reserves of the banks and force them immediately to call in their loans in such volumes that general panic and financial disaster would be inevitable likewise by inflating the currency it could increase bank reserves and enormously and even dangerously expand the loaning power and profits of the banks in order that this vital and all-controlling power over the banks and all business the power to inflate and contract the public currency might not be feared by the people as formidable not to say dangerous it has been given an enticing name elasticity no doubt elasticity of the currency and of the loaning power of the banks is desirable but it may make a great difference to the people in their interests who does the stretching and for what purpose it is done is it wise or patriotic for congress unnecessarily to grant an obviously dangerous power to uncontrolled powerful private interests leaving the people for protection only the mere hope that such interests will not use the power against the general welfare and for their own private profit artificial panics it is the belief of many that some panics or quasi panics have been more or less deliberately caused for improper purposes and that most panics are due chiefly to artificial and removable causes every panic in history seems to have started in wall street to stop panics should we not go there and remedy the evils that tend to create panics such as margin gambling usurious interest rates and illegal bank practices instead of merely legislating to safeguard the banks against the results of panics you may know of the fact that seventy five per cent of all transactions on the stock exchange are fictitious illegal gambling and wash sales and that eighty per cent of the money and credit to conduct such deals is supplied by the banks that hold the deposit savings of the people congress will have to act to protect the country against these harmful things because the great state of new york for about four million dollars annually in stock transfer fees has sold to the gamblers the privilege of wrongfully despoiling on its soil the people of that state and of the united states
long before the panic of nineteen o seven in writing and orally i expressed the belief that a panic might be caused to pinch the country into crying for monetary reform and to accelerate in congress the prearranged program of wall street the panic in the object lesson came just before the congress convened in which was first introduced the legislative measures prepared and publicly advocated by wall street bankers and the new york chamber of commerce months before the panic including in substance the identical privately owned central bank scheme now known as the revised aldrich plan the national reserve association at said national civic federation meeting in december nineteen o seven when a majority present were wall street businessmen or their friends i publicly expressed my belief that the panic of nineteen o seven was artificial no one present disputed the charge the facts about serious wall street moves seldom become public but it was reported that at the recent congressional investigation of the steel trust one of the most prominent financial men of wall street oakley thorne president of the trust company of america on oath astonished the country by declaring in substance or effect that the panic of nineteen o seven was artificial was deliberately caused and named the wall street interests he is said to have sworn started the run on the banks that precipitated the financial crisis and now the government in its suit against the steel trust gravely charges some of the same people with illegal acts or criminal conspiracy and with using the financial institutions and capital of the country for unlawful purposes and these are the same interests that largely will control the national reserve association and its autocratic and dangerous powers thereby creating a financial monopoly a trust of the trusts under express authority of the congress at the very time when the government and the courts are trying to destroy monopoly by breaking up the trusts a monopoly of banking and currency will give them ultimately a complete monopoly over about everything worth controlling in the united states including government itself at a recent meeting of the new york bankers association in a public address one of the most prominent wall street bankers virtually threatened the country with another panic unless congress yielded to the demand of wall street and adopted the aldrich central bank scheme after the aldrich vreeland emergency currency bill had passed the senate in nineteen o eight i was present at a public hearing before the house banking and currency committee more than a dozen bankers members of the currency commission of the national bankers association were present and spoke against the measure as did many representatives of the larger commercial organizations of the country replying to direct questions by members of the committee every banker solemnly declared that if the bill passed it would cause another panic and several said the panic would arrive in less than three months the bill passed but no panic has occurred and more than three years has elapsed either those distinguished bankers were poor prophets or the change made in the bill striking out the senate amendments that prohibited persons being both directors of the bank and of a corporation borrowing from that bank and lowering the government tax on the emergency currency so as to make it profitable for the banks to handle it warded off the predicted panic and save the country to cause a panic or even to threaten the country with one to frighten or force the people in congress into passing laws that otherwise would be defeated as a species of duress utterly indefensible and dangerous it is worse than the rule of the mob for the public prediction of panic tends to cause panic and the financial and fatal consequences of panic often are pathetic it is not my desire to stir up class feeling or arraign bankers as a whole most bankers are honest patriotic and useful citizens 
but the above incident was a public proceeding and the printed records show the facts as stated this would seem to be a good time and opportunity to resist the unjust and selfish legislative demands of the interests and thus for all time settle the question as to which is supreme and the most powerful wall street or the government and the people of the united states control currency to manipulate prices the aldrich plan grants to such private corporation direct control over interest rates by the unregulated unrestricted and unlimited power to increase and decrease the discount rate if it should increase the discount rate to the banks of course the banks would do the same or more to their customers otherwise those in control of the central bank by increasing the discount rate could instantly deprive every bank and trust company in the united states of a substantial portion of their entire profits would not every banking institution in the country in sheer self-defense find itself obliged to obey the financial and political orders of those who may have seized control of the national reserve association would not this create a vast and dangerous political machine that inevitably would result either in its controlling the federal government or itself being abolished for political action like the old united states bank of andrew jackson's time in the midst of universal panic and financial chaos the central bank simply by inflating and contracting the public currency or by raising or lowering the discount rates could automatically and immediately raise and lower the prices of all securities property and labor prices of the twenty five billion dollars of listed securities at times fluctuate at least twenty to fifty per cent this is partly due to natural causes but more often it is due to unfair manipulation by secret pools that cause interest rates to be run up on the stock exchange to ruinous figures and bank loans to be called in large volumes to aid inside operators in their speculations against the public and yet a drop of but ten per cent in the average price quotations indicates a direct and immediate loss to the holders of securities of a sum equal to all the money in circulation in the united states bidding up the right on call loans is the effective magnet used to entice away from local business the money of the people deposited in banks that it may be used in high finance flotations and to promote gambling speculation in wall street bank discriminations a related evil that should be made impossible by law while congress is reforming the banking system is the practice of many large banks of discriminating in the matter of loans and interest rates in favor of trusts insiders and stock speculators why should trusts and wall street operators usually be able to borrow from the banks practically an unlimited quantities at two per cent while responsible business and commercial customers often cannot borrow enough properly to conduct legitimate business and always must pay two to three hundred per cent more as interest than is paid by stock gamblers as the banking system is a quasi-public institution clothed with a public interest by law enjoying special privileges and immunities it should exercise its duties to the public impartially without discrimination and not in any way be an instrument used to oppress individuals corporations or communities or to promote unlawful monopolies and unnatural and improper concentration of wealth in the few to the disadvantage of the many international money monopoly you of course realize that whoever controls the monetary circulation to a large extent will control the credit interest rates price and the business activities of the world 
a central bank issuing the public currency if a private corporation naturally will cooperate with the great privately owned government banks abroad and comprise in effect an international monetary trust with a worldwide monopoly of money the result if not the design will be permanently to eliminate all competition for large loans this will make it easy to double the mortgage on mankind without a dollar of extra benefit simply by increasing the rate of interest on nearly thirty billions of bonds of governments and the vast quantities of state municipal and corporation bonds as they mature and from time to time are refunded the revised aldrich plan proposes immediately to increase the rate of interest and so refund the national debt of the united states amounting to nearly a billion dollars that it will not be paid off for half a century it would unnecessarily mortgage the next generation before it is born surely this is not the desire of the people and i do not believe their congress will do it in a broad sense there is always a struggle on by the great individual and corporate owners of the vast fixed income or bond wealth of the world to decrease the relative value of property and labor as measured in money by increasing the rate of interest on bonds thus they hope to recover what they lost when providence unexpectedly swelled the output of gold until gold and gold bonds now will purchase much less labor or property by bringing the large competitors for such bonds into cooperation either interest rates can be increased or the bonds be bought below par because there will be no other available market for the bonds the Aldrich plan will help create an international financial world power above and beyond the reach of all law that through the power of the purse will be able to rule governments and kingdoms, cause peace and war, extort from the peoples of the world an ever-increasing interest toll, and tend to develop a civilization where the dollar with its metallic heart will be of more importance than man with his immortal soul. And the more war there is, the greater the demand for money for armies and battleships, and the higher the interest rates can be raised by the coming great international monetary combine. An alternative plan. At the New York meeting of the Academy of Political Science in December 1910, President Aldrich and other members of the Monetary Commission being present, I suggested tentatively an alternative plan. We had listened to the clever and astute arguments for the Aldrich plan by the distinguished Wall Street bankers present, one of them as a partner in a great international banking house said to represent in America the Rothschilds of Europe. He declared gravely that if dividends on the central bank stock are limited by law to 4%, there would be no danger of control of the institution falling into the hands of the special interests, because there would not be enough temptation to make them want control. Replying, I cited the purchase of a few thousands of equitable life insurance stock for $2,500,000 made by a well-known Wall Street banker when the law limits dividends on the stock to 7% annually, and said that it was power the banker sought, and that it was the power that interests seek through a central bank under their control. I then told them that I did not believe they ever could persuade Congress to take away from the government and grant to a private corporation an exclusive monopoly of the entire public currency the great issue now raised is whether control of the public currency shall be public or private it always has been public in the constitution so intended the burden of proof is so on those urging the radical change suppose we grant the need of currency and banking reforms consolidation of bank reserves elasticity a central bank or agency to issue the currency and even rediscount for the banks 
in fact to do all of the things proposed by the Aldrich plan and as recent concentration of banking capital and power in the hands of the same few who dominate the trusts railroads and other large activities seem to have made it now impossible to finance or conduct any important undertaking without their consent perhaps it is necessary to create a central institution with financial power greater than wall street to emancipate the banks and the business of the country from this tightening and dangerous grip but no convincing reason has been advanced why the national reserve association should be a private corporation instead of a public institution under public control why should congress make the dangerous experiment when the historical public control will be better and more safe ample safeguards easily can be provided that will keep all partisanship and politics out of the institution there are several ways to provide public control one way the plan i suggested at said academy meeting is to have the president appoint a board say of one hundred non-salaried governors one on the nomination of the governor of each state this body to select an executive committee of well-paid highly trained financial experts sworn as public servants and divorced from all other business to run the institution this plan or some modification of it would ensure representation and fair treatment to every state guard against partisanship and inspire the confidence of the people which is necessary to ensure the usefulness and permanency of any such institution it will be far safer for banks to be able to obtain adequate assistance direct from a public institution as a defined legal right instead of begging a favor from a private corporation and perhaps on the side being forced to submit to some unprofitable secret agreement with the interest and control of the corporation by way of flotations or the purchase of securities the banks constantly will be in grave peril if the aldrich plan is adopted they will be the storm center of such bitter partisan strife crimination and suspicion that depositors may take alarm withdraw and hoard money inflicting upon the banks and the country in even more aggravated form the very evils and dangers sought to be avoided by monetary reform public investigations of banks and bank practices will be frequent demanded and conducted for partisan purposes if my definite information is correct and i believe it is that the official reports on file with the united states comptroller of the currency show on sworn admissions that nearly forty per cent of all national banks knowingly violate the law you can see the harm to the banks and the handle that would be made politically if these reports were made public and exploited in a partisan congressional investigation of the banking system the exigencies of political strife might emblazon the fact that right now there are more than sixty convicts who formerly were bankers in just one of the many prisons and wholly unwarranted inferences might be drawn casting unjustifiable suspicion upon all bankers when as we know the great majority are law-abiding upright and useful citizens this may excite public fear induce runs on banks do permanent harm to the influence of bankers generally and endanger the solvency of their institutions the aldrich plan if adopted i believe will stir up class distinction and hatred more than any legislation ever proposed in the country's history what folly to take these risks when it is not necessary if the banks reach for more profit and power they may have many of the special privileges and immunities they now enjoy taken away at best the interest and power of any country bank in the central bank will be insignificant and useless 
bankers should remember that in andrew jackson's time when banks became the issue in politics they suffered frightfully along with the entire country and the resulting panic as the nation and its activities now are more extensive the calamity may be far greater an attempt is being made to persuade or drive all bankers into a suicidal support of the aldrich scheme but i know that there are very many patriotic bankers who realize the danger and will vigorously oppose the plan some will not because afraid of reprisals by wall street i do not believe congress will farm out the public currency to be forever exploited for the profit of a private syndicate if congress insists that control of the national reserve association be public instead of private and those promoting and oppose and block all monetary reform because their personal interests are not served the responsibility for any resulting future panics will be upon them you will understand that we do not oppose the legitimate business of wall street but insist that its lawless and unjust acts must cease the practice of the interests and hailing as a statesman the man who furthers their designs and crying demagogue when any one objects to their unfair use of the powers and laws of government against the general welfare has lost its effect because the people are more thoughtful observant and alert in their own interests you of course realize that no monetary or banking reform is possible as a permanent solution of current defects unless it accords with the discriminating judgment of a majority of the voters of the united states your commanding position power to recommend to congress and to veto its acts makes it possible for you to protect the country by defeating this attempt to obtain private control of the public currency for this reason my appeal is addressed to you with full confidence and in this i know i voice the earnest views of very many citizens mr president still i am an optimist most people are good but in the steel trust suit the government seems to think some are not so good it is no want of faith in humanity when we object to congress taking an obviously dangerous power from the government and the entire people and unreservedly putting it into the irresponsible hands of the selfish few very respectfully yours signed alfred o crozier president taft's position ryder is a republican but lincoln not aldrich is his ideal he has admired the judicial temperament and genial personality of president taft and approved many of his important official acts during his long public career he had hoped the president would take such a stand for the people and against the special interests that his reflection would be advisable imperative believing that the crucial test of the president's courage and independence would come when the monetary commission reported to congress the predetermined plan for the creation of a huge money trust to privately control the public currency and rule the banks and through them the business of the entire country arthur in all fairness and in writing frequently made the president aware of the true situation so that there would be no chance of his being taken by surprise or misled the foregoing one of many during the past three years illustrates ryder's letter of august twentieth nineteen o nine to the president was received and read just before senator aldrich arrived at beverly to confer about the monetary commission's work and if reports then current were correct to urge a special session of congress to hastily put through the central bank scheme in november nineteen o nine if that course was contemplated it was abandoned as unwise 
about three weeks after his conference with aldrich at beverly the first public intimation was given that the monetary commission was even considering a central bank plan this was made by president taft in his boston speech on september fourteenth nineteen o nine the first of his thirteen thousand mile western trip in that speech he said it is apparent from the statements of mr vreeland and mr aldrich that the trend of minds of the monetary commission is towards some sort of arrangement for a central bank of issue which shall control the reserve and exercise a power to meet and control the casual stringency which from time to time will come in the circulating medium of the country and the world end of appendix correspondence part one recording by elsie selwyn